Welcome, guys, to another episode of our Lifting Nerds podcast. It is uh, me, Adrian, and your host again, Brandon. I messed that entrance, uh, that intro up. But anyways, uh, we are where we are, and uh, today is our nineteenth episode, and super excited. We are going to reach the twenty episode mark, um, and today we are going to be talking about plateauing. So for all those, um, I would I would consider this topic to be a little bit more for uh, intermediate lifters uh, who have a little bit more experience in the gym and is experiencing either a caloric surplus or a deficit uh, in a very extended period of time. So things uh, will happen to your body uh, where you might run into a brick wall. And these are something what we called a quote unquote plateau. Okay, uh, so what are some of the things? Uh, let's start off with, um, you know, before the recording, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, what what it is, and we kind of like, you know, let's just let let our uh, listeners know and who are tuning in live as well, uh, what this is. So, do you want to bring that in? Yeah. So I think to start off with, uh, it'd be good just to uh, talk about what energy balance is, just to kind of. Um, show you guys how to actually create like a calorie deficit and then how to create a calorie surplus. And then from there, we can kind of go into your metabolism and see what actually happens to your metabolism over time while you're in a calorie surplus for a while or while you are in a calorie deficit as it will slightly adapt. Um, so essentially energy balance is essentially energy coming in. So energy that you're um, consuming through either food, through uh, uh, drinks or alcohol, so your protein, your carbs, and your fat. Um, energy out is going to be through like physical activity factors in your metabolism. So with your metabolism, it's made up of four different parts. So we have your basal metabolic rate. Um, so just the the energy required just to kind of keep the lights on, do those um, uh, general processes. Um, and then we also have um, like the thermal effect of food. Um, so essentially when you are eating food, you do actually burn a little bit of calories just to extract energy from the food as weird as that sounds. Um, we also have what is known as NEAT, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is things that are like, such as like fidgeting, um, sitting up, standing, um, moving around, walking, anything that's not planned exercise is going to be classified as NEAT. Um, and then the last one is just exercise activity. So um, resistance training, um, cardio, anything that is planned. Um, so during, um, so to create what is known as a calorie surplus, um, you essentially have to be consuming more calories um, than you're burning off. To create that calorie deficit, um, you have to be burning off more calories than you're consuming. Um, so over time, um, when you are in a calorie deficit for a large period of time, uh, what can happen is your metabolism can adapt um, slightly. So the most common area that does adapt is what is known as NEAT, like I talked about. So you'll subconsciously stop moving quite as much. You'll subconsciously stop fidgeting around as much. You won't want to do certain activities. And this can um, cause you to essentially burn less calories um, and can cause that weight to plateau. 
Um, another factor, too, um, is uh, when you are in a calorie deficit for a large period of time, um, you are going to be losing some body mass, so you're losing a lot of mass for fat mass. Uh, you might lose a little bit from muscle mass, especially if you're natural and then you're cutting down. Um, and just by losing that uh, mass, you're going to be essentially that mass requires um, energy as well, like like. Uh, uh, muscle, muscle mass is going to be more metabolic than a fat mass, but they, they both require some energy. So, if you're decreasing that amount in your body, um, um, you're essentially not going to have to, um, you won't um, be burning as burning calories. That's one another way of your body adapting. Um, another, another thing, too, when you, you are, are in that calorie deficit, you have other hormones like adrenaline, which is a hunger hormone that will be slightly elevated, which can cause you. Um, to feel more hungry when you, when you are in that calorie deficit. So it might cause you to end up slipping up on your diet, end up snacking, <laughs> and uh, take you out of that calorie deficit. So those are some factors that can cause you to have a plateau in your weight when you are trying to lose weight. Do you have anything to add to that, Adrian? Yeah, for sure. That was a lot of shit that you threw at our listeners. So um, just for a smaller recap, uh, so if you didn't catch all of that, that was a lot of information in a like short five minutes. So what potentially Brandon is uh, saying is uh, he defined basically what meat and um, what our BMR is basically at and how caloric surpluses and deficit will play a role in those two factors. So that being that basic, uh, you know, I would say, I don't know, this is biology. I don't know what this is. So biology 101. So something like that, right? Okay. So with that out of the way, uh, what we're potentially saying is, uh, well, well, let's, let's say this. I actually know a person, a uh, wonderful guy. Uh, he's also a trainer. And uh, he, uh, he was the discussing me that he actually wants to uh, do a body, bodybuilding uh, show. Uh, also in Men Physique, uh, I think in uh, October. So what essentially saying he actually did is he started cutting, I think, last year when he began his deficit uh, until now. So it's been more than, holy shit, it's actually been more than six months when he's uh, in a deficit. Uh, for the first three months, he saw tremendous uh, changes. Uh, he's like, he's starting to shred out. He's taking a lot more pictures. He's feeling a lot more confident in his body, but he's, there's still that factor that he still thinks that uh, he's not you know, good enough, which is normal. It's just, just a mindset uh, type of thing. And, and then uh, he goes on and his weight kind of stops dropping. Uh, he's not really leaning down as much. So, that leads back to what you were actually just saying, uh, where you're plateauing in um, in that factor. So, so, so my question for you. So, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot more other individuals out there who um, you know who might struggle with the same uh, thing. If you're trying to lose weight, or if you're trying to shred down for the summer, and you've been on a deficit for let's say four months or three months. Um, that's actually quite a reasonable timeline. Um, and you don't see a drop on your body weight. You don't see an improvement in your body composition. Training uh, variables are pretty much the same. Let's say your uh, lifts are not really improving. So 
they're, they're pretty much maintained about the same weight and the same load, uh, pretty much about the same rep range. Okay, let's say all those factors in. I would consider that as a pretty fucking serious uh, plateau. So in your experience or in your point of view, what, what would you like? How would you handle that if a client or a potential that buddy, a bro <laughs> came to you with that problem? Yeah. So again, with that, uh, one thing I would add to that is if their weight plateaued for two weeks straight and they were like pretty well, a hundred percent with their diets, they didn't like slip up or anything like that. Um, from there, then I would make an adjustment to the calorie intake. I wouldn't make such a big adjustment as you would initially to create like a like a one pound per week calorie deficit, which would be um, three thousand five hundred calories per week, which would be which would be split up into seven, which would be create a five hundred calorie deficit per day. But when we hit these plateaus um, after we made those adjustments and as we're dieting down for a while, typically typically we don't have to make them as big as. Uh, initially, um, usually you can uh, drop your calories between 100 to 200 and you'll continue, continue to see it drop. Um, you can also, with so that's either coming from your diet or else you can essentially just burn more of those calories with doing cardio. Um, so adding in maybe like 40, uh, 40 minutes of um of cardio of list uh, to your week or adding in maybe like 20 minutes of eight or something like that just to create that further calorie deficit uh, not going too extreme with things like not dropping your calories another 500 calories as that can probably lead to uh, more adapt your metabolism is going to adapt a little bit faster if you drop it that much um and <laughs> I, I totally like agree yeah <laughs> no no i totally agree yes um because we also run into a lot of uh, personal trainers who who actually, you know, help try to help their clients uh, achieve like, uh, you know, weight loss a goal. The first thing they turn into is, dude, you're going to eat like less than 1200 calories like that is the dumbest shit ever. Honestly, that's the dumbest shit ever. If you're eating 1200 calories, even though this this individual is, you know, they're 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 inactive, like. 90% of the time, they have a desk job. Uh, the only time they're moving is when they're traveling to the gym and they're working out with you. And that's the only time they're active. I mean, still, you still would not try to give them a 1200 calorie deficit. Um, no matter what, that's just, that's for me. Uh, that's just my own personal opinion. And that is just number one, the dumbest shit ever. And number two, that is also, uh, it's very, you know, that could just lead to malnutrition for that individual. So uh, that being said, going back to um, that, that is a really good solution. I would totally agree that increasing the activity level for, uh, you know, continuously on a deficit, once that individual has hit that plateau is definitely more beneficial. It's definitely something to try out. Now, uh, something for our audience is like, how would you, you know, uh, uh, you know, give that uh, like a time frame. Like if if they're if they're still on that deficit, let's say they're still having, uh, they're on a I don't know a two thousand calorie deficit, and they uh, you probably increase their activity level. Um, let's say by you know cardio. All right, let's say you increase their activity level with cardio. How many times a week would you ask them to do that? Uh, and you know, how long would you, would, would you make that? Would you make this, uh, uh, you know, program? 
um, like how long to keep them in a calorie deficit for? Or no, no, no. I mean, like how long would you keep them in that cardio uh, training for? Like until show day or until it's time to, you know, their mesocycle ends, you know, how long would you like keep them there? Um, yeah, so it depends on their goal of how much weight they want to lose and if they want to continue to stay in that calorie deficit because that cardio is going to be required to keep that uh, calorie deficit there unless you're wanting to reduce your calories more or add in um, a little bit more training volume into your routine as can be another way just to increase the amount of calories you're burning. Um, but um, I think what you mean is just how long, like I'm going to be keeping them at that cardio level for the next period of time. Yeah. yeah. So essentially it would be keeping that there the whole time during that dieting phase. Um, obviously if you do do like a deload or something like that, um, you can taper back or if you do like a diet break, but I don't think we can, we should really go into too much of no, that. No, 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 but no. Diet breaks, that's going to be, that's a whole new topic, but um, <laughs> yeah. that's something a little bit, uh, which we're not going to go into, but um, that's actually a really good point. Like keeping that activity level there permanently for me personally, um, I hate cardio. So I wouldn't recommend something I don't really normally do, um, you know, unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, but I would rather uh, increase my, I would increase their activity level. Uh, not even just like running, not even, that doesn't mean I have to be cardio. It could be just, uh, you know, walking. Walking is a really good activity level or have them take part in some sort of other sport, like, I don't know, uh, like basketball or any other, um, you know, out, other, other activity levels. But uh, also what I would agree with you is increase the volume of their training. Okay. Increasing their volume of the training is my favorite shit to do. Um, not only, uh, I mean, if they can make it, I would definitely ask them to go into the gym one more day. Uh, let's say I program them by three day, three times a week. I would probably program them for four times a week to increase their activity level in the gym. That way they could, uh, they have more stimulus over the body, which I, we're not going to talk about that, <laughs> but that, that would be something uh, I would personally do uh, rather than cardio, unless it's something that I, I, I think it's really needed for that. Okay. So now we talked about the deficit part. Okay. So this next topic I would be interested in, and I want to like know your thoughts on it. So it's the other side of the spectrum, which is going to be the surplus. Okay. Not many individuals out there would require a surplus, um, but um, don't take it the wrong way. Okay. So a caloric surplus doesn't mean that you're actually going to get fat. It could potentially be you want to build more muscle or build more strength. That way, you want to eat a little bit more of a surplus. Therefore, you can actually increase your performance at the gym. Okay, so don't get it wrong. If you're eating in a surplus, it doesn't mean that you're going to get fat or you're going to get like a tremendous a lot of weight. So if somebody, I would use myself, okay, if you want to talk about me, that's cool. I'll use myself as a, uh, an example. I am a hard gainer and it takes a lot of effort for me to gain like a pound a week. Yeah. Let's say I'm in a surplus for, uh, for like a good couple of months and I've stayed uh, pretty much the same way for two weeks. I'm training five times a week. Um, you know, the traditional upper, lower, upper, lower split. Um, what would like, I'm, my weight has been pretty much the same and I'm eating, 
like I struggle a little bit with uh, uh, eating that much food in a day. So what would be, you know, I've hit that, that type of plateau. What would, what is going to be your, you know, your, your go-to. Yeah. And it's where um, obviously you would need to consume more calories or tone back the amount of calories you're burning throughout the day um, to further create that calorie surplus. Cause I've been in that same uh, circumstance when I first started working out, I had a very, very fast metabolism. And I was constantly eating so much and not gaining weight. Um, and it's where you do have to create that calorie surplus more. You would probably have to increase it depending on um, if your weight completely stalled. Like some people I've found have actually had to increase their calories by even 250 calories. Um, when, because you, when you are gaining weight, you don't want to gain too fast. Like I usually recommend about like 1% to 1.5% per month um, if you are in a calorie surplus um, so that you're not putting on a lot of fat mass and most of that weight that you are gaining is going to be coming from lean tissue so muscle mass um, so yeah so with some people I found you have to be a bit more aggressive with it when they are hard gainers like I have had people in the past where you bump it up like 200 calories their metabolism just adapts they end up um, moving like uh, their knee goes up, they almost end up sweating more. Their body just naturally doesn't want to go up because it's getting past that set point, um, which I won't talk about the set point here either. <laughs> I feel like we can dive into so many different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But essentially, you have to experiment with each individual. Some individuals are going to adapt faster, and you have to be more aggressive, maybe be at that 250 or 300 calorie surplus. Some people, you might be able to just add 100 calories to it and it, they might continue to gain uh, weight. Um, but it's it's going to depend on the individual. Sometimes, too, if I find somebody's training like five days per week, maybe even toning back slightly on the volume um, just so they're burning a little bit less calories um, and then just eat it. Yeah, just um, still continuing to eat the same amount. And sometimes you'll see your weight will go up as well. Because if you're training like six days per week and you're a hard gainer and you have a fairly active job, um, it's going to be very challenging to get that food in. So maybe, yeah, just training a little bit less could be a great way to create that calorie surplus. I totally agree. I totally agree. Dialing back down the activity level and even the uh, the volume at the gym is is going to definitely show beneficial yeah, even for myself. So I'm going to speak on behalf of myself. As, um, uh, you know, Brandon did say, it depends on the individual and how well you adapt to the surplus. Um, for me, dialing back down the activity level by, uh, you know, my AKA cardio is, is going to be my go-to. So during my cutting phase, I, you know, I do my 10,000 steps a day daily. Uh, but in the surplus, I dial it back down to 6,000 steps a day just to keep myself a little bit more active. And now... Uh, which is now, I mean, more important. I'm sitting on my ass all day <laughs> as an online trainer. Uh, but that is going to be uh, uh, a go-to. Uh, but also training volume, uh, I do agree with you uh, in dialing back down even the training days. Uh, but that is also a very tricky uh, gray area because uh, number one, we're trying to build muscle and we're probably trying to build strength. So even during that training session, you're still burning an immense amount of um, uh, energy and built and burning amounts immense of uh, calories, especially if you're trying to build strength, you know, full body effort, barbell squat, whatever. Um, 
so that is going to be, uh, I, I think, for from my from my uh, experience and opinion, is going to be a lot more difficult to you know put your finger on versus a, a deficit. Yeah, yeah, and I find with yeah with your metabolism too. Like, um, I found some people like when they like I found for my first couple of bodybuilding shows or men's physique shows, like my weight would drop so fast and like. Um, like my body wouldn't really adapt to the, like, um, dropping weight super fast. Like I wouldn't have to adjust calories right away. Um, but when it comes to gaining, um, I have to adjust my calories so frequent and keep increasing them so fast. Cause I can tell like, I even like sweat a little bit more. Like I'm, I, I'm like fidget so much more and I can tell like when I'm in that gaining phase, that, like I can tell my body's like, just like the the metabolism is just ramped up right yeah even for me even uh even for me when i'm in a surplus i do tend to sweat a lot more in the gym uh when i'm working out uh it's it's weird and it all dials down back to what you we started talking about your needs and um since we're not i mean the leaner we get the uh the leaner we get we actually um the the less calories we actually burn so if you guys want to write that down, the leaner we are, the less burn, the less calories we actually burn. Um, it's just how our body is biologically dialed in because we won't be burning the same amount of calories. Uh, like our BMR is going to be different if we're, you know, 70 kilos versus 65 kilos or 60 kilos. Um, it scales. So uh, our, our BMR will adjust according to how uh, our body weight adjusts. Uh, it's just how our body is naturally uh, built because we need to survive. If we build, if we're, if we're burning the same amount of calories, if we're heavier, then we're, we got to die. Like real quick. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Your body's trying to stop you. Like going into that survival kind of mode, especially towards the end. <laughs> but I find that's another thing to um, talk about too, is that if you are a little bit higher in body fat and you are dropping weight, typically you won't see that much of your metabolism won't adapt super fast. Um, but when you are getting leaner and leaner and leaner, your body starts to um, adapt really fast and try really try tries to stop you from losing that body fat is once you get below like six percent body fat um it is not healthy yeah <laughs> and you're it's, uh, so yeah. bodybuilding is never ever healthy uh don't get it wrong so don't link bodybuilding to uh, health and fitness it is different it is fitness but it's not really healthy any sport that you think about is not healthy <laughs> so just want to get it out there okay is there anything else you wanted to add um, I think that's like, I could touch on like the set point, like, um, like typically, typically our weight likes to range between like 10 to like 15 pounds. Like I know for myself, I typically range between like 185 and 195. If I get above 195, that's where my body really wants to bring me back. Like from gaining from like 185 pounds to 90 pounds for me as a piece of cake, like my body doesn't like get super adaptive and um, my metabolism doesn't completely ramp up a lot. But once I get past like that 195 mark, that's when I find it's just brutal trying to continue to gain weight. Um, and same with like cutting down, like when I get below like that um, 180, 185 mark, 
um, that's when I start seeing my body adapting, my metabolism slowing down a little bit, and it makes it more challenging. So when it's always the beginning of your cutting phase or the beginning of your gaining phase, that it's it's pretty easy. Um, but over time, it can get a little bit more challenging as your body does adapt. Totally agree. Totally agree. So that does bring us to the end of uh, the episode. I want to thank everybody who actually participated uh, on live and uh, we will be opening for questions uh, in a bit, but um, if you are tuning in on uh, live, thank you so much. If you are tuning in this on Spotify or Apple podcast, I would like you guys to screenshot it, share it on Instagram story and tag us both. Uh, it'll be great. So we know that you're tuning in. So thank you guys so much again for tuning in and to the episode of the 19th episode of our lifting nerds. We will see you, see next, you next week. week. Peace. Thank you guys.